Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. We're coming to you absolutely live from the Victorian Pride Centre on this beautiful, sunny Saturday. We're streaming online at joy.org.au and, of course, on the Joy app and on podcast. This is Saturday Magazine, Joy's longest-running news and current affairs show. Did you know Saturday Magazine has had 1,300-plus episodes, been running for 26 years and three months, something like that. Anyway, this is the December 10th edition. I'm Macca. Paul's on panel. My co-host, Misha, will be with us in about 15 seconds. Paul's on panel. James for program support uh, on the front desk. And our podcaster, James, is going to be 25. Good morning, Misha. Let's get on with it. Good morning. Turn that off. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> yes, thank you, Paul. <laughs> That's right. Look, I've got to say, it's all forgiven because on the way in, I was listening to your show um, and I listened to, is it Adam Noviello? Is that his name? Yeah, Adam um, Noviello is the uh, is the vocalist we had on first. Oh, amazing. Just amazing. Phenomenal. Phenomenal musical theatre star. And if people want to know Adam, he was playing the lead in Tommy the Musical uh, earlier this year down at, here at the Palais. Oh, yeah. Well, that was just beautiful. So um, I'm going to cut you some slack. Sorry, I was, I was trying to get the buttons together. I've not been in the studio. But hey, Mako, it's your show. Carry on. No, no, no. Look, uh, it, it's, a team, it's a team effort. And uh, I want to uh, thank all our listeners. It's not the last show of the year. We actually don't really have a break. Other than the first show of the new year, we, uh, or the last show, I can't remember which it is, Paul, we pay a reprise of the top 10 podcasts. Uh, for 2022. I think it's the New Year show. The New Year show, yeah, yep. yeah. So whenever that is in January, people have got a calendar handy. Uh, our fabulous producer, Fiona, Paul on panel, Dave, who's been our newsreader now for a while. We've got two James, one on front desk and one that does our podcasts. And our listeners, who uh, give us a lot of feedback, most of it good. Um, so thank you. So, Misha, what a year it's been, but... I want to first start with the state election, the result. The uh, We need a new term, not a Dan slide. Well, there's some other terms going around, aren't there? Or Danicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not across these. You're going to have to fill me in. So it looks like uh, the government has 56 seats in the lower house, which is one more than they had previously. And you know I love stats. I looked at the stats for the Liberal Party in Victoria since 2010, all they've done is lose seats. Yes. Their, their seat total has gone down. Now, the Nats have gained a few here and there. Uh, and you've got to wonder, you really got to wonder, they have a, a strategy, apparently, but it hasn't worked for 12 years. Well, and now they've got a new leader and a new strategy. And they've got so, a new leader um, uh, who is a regular on this show, John Pasuto, for... Every month for three and a half years. We did try to get him this week, but uh, he must have been too busy doing that interview with The Age. 
well, yeah, you know, to come on, to come on, joy. A long piece in the Age today, um, mm. and look, you know, John Pasuto seems like a, a thoughtful, engaged person, and certainly, I think all the analysis has said that um, his election represents a move away from sort of the more hard reactionary right side of the party um, to a sort of a more, um, you know, progressive, balanced position. So. Um, in in some ways, you know, we'll have to see what happens next. I mean, I think one thing that's worth noting is that if you look at the two-party preferred vote, I'm pretty sure this is correct that the Liberal Party did actually gain some in in its primary vote. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the story of the election is partly the way the votes fell um, and the biggest losses were in western suburbs seats mm. where labor was very strong so it didn't tip many seats it could, it could absorb a yeah. lot of a lot of that swing but That's, you know right and, and labor did very well you know in in terms of all the marginal races it's actually done extraordinarily well so it is one of those results which is i mean in terms of number of seats it, it's astonishing but also it is a little bit fragile i think in terms of in the next election in yeah. four years time you could see a lot of that being wiped out reasonably quickly um but 56 is a majority of 11 Yes, it's a it's a big number, and you know. So I look at it and I go, yes, the lib the Liberal Party picked up, you know, some support in the West and others. But you know, my father had a an old saying: "What's the difference between second and last? The spelling." <laughs> and at the end of the day, yeah, you got votes here, you got votes there, but how many seats did you win? Well, that's true. I mean, it's the name of the game, isn't it? You got to win seats. I remember Billy Snedden. Many, many years ago, previous uh, leader of the opposition during Gough Whitlam's time in the 1974 double dissolution election, when he said, uh, basically, we didn't win, we just didn't get enough votes. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, and at the end of the day, it's about seats. You have to win the seats. And, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it was a clear choice for the Victorian Liberal Party between John Pesuto on the more progressive side of the party and Brad Batten perhaps a little bit to the right. And and I don't know I don't know Brad that well. I think we we spoke to him once a few years ago, but if the vote that was in, in their party room is as is reported accurately, John Pesuto got seventeen votes and Brad Batten got sixteen. Yeah, close. Close. <laughs> I mean that is that is a really, really close result. Uh, anyway, we've, we've offered uh, John the opportunity to have a regular spot on the station. We wait to hear, hear back from him. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting four years, and it is a fragile majority because some of those margins are really tight. I mean, Pakenham and Bass, you know, you're talking about a few hundred, Northcote, a couple of hundred votes. Albert Park was held by Labor which I was a little bit surprised. I knew Richmond would go, um, but Albert Park uh, was held. Um, really interesting result. And you're th- in Brunswick? Brunswick, yeah. I, I, I mean, we had a, a, a local Greens member who was returned, um, yeah. who was quite popular, and I think was expected to be returned, mm. so that wasn't a very surprising outcome. I think one of the interesting things is the performance of the independents. Yes. Um, because... 
You know, there's been so much written and said about this teal wave that happened in the federal election. Um, in fact, I've just been reading a book written by um, Tim Dunlop um, called The Voices of Us, about the Voices of Us movement and about what that means in terms of our politics and in particular the sort of shrinking vote for the major parties. And there was some expectation that that would continue in the state election. We would see that. It didn't really eventually. But I think there are a different set of issues. You had, okay, people would say that, you know, with a lot of the electorate, Daniel Andrews was very unpopular. Uh, and that should have had a, a greater impact as opposed to in the federal election where Scott Morrison was incredibly unpopular. You know, so much so that, you know, it cost Josh Frydenberg his seat. And other issues were in play that weren't perhaps in play in the state in the state election. They were more state issues. Um, you know, the Teals did well, but close, but no cigar. Yeah. Guys, like, and, I, and I think it's interesting that Labor released, I think this week, its review of the election and said yes. that the single biggest factor for them in winning, um, in winning the election was Morrison's unpopularity. Yes. Um, and the fact that there was a really sort of hostile response to his attitude to women... Um, his failure to respond on certain things, you know, the I don't hold, hold a hose, mate, all of those things. Yet, if you look at it, Labor's uh, primary vote oh. um, was 32.6%. Yes. It was amongst the lowest since about the 1930s. Yeah. So you've got major parties that are to some extent on the nose, less so at a state level, though. And I think you're right, there, there are different issues. But I think one of the big questions is people are definitely moving away from major parties um, and what is that going to mean at a state level, given we didn't see the independents do particularly well this time around? I think that's the, an open and, question. And the, and the Victorian Upper House, really briefly, uh, there's a couple of interesting battles going on, one between Fiona Patton and for the Reason Party and Adam Somurek for the, well, called the Democratic Labor Party, but, you know, Adam Somurek. Um, I think it's, you know, I really wouldn't like to see Adam in the Upper House. But then again, that's democracy. So Fiona Patton, I presume, has been on this show many times, times, many, yeah. many times. And um, the upper house looks like it's going to be a little bit more progressive than the last upper house. So in terms of Labor's legislative agenda, I think it'll be a bit easier. But um, you'd have to wonder, you know, the state Liberal Party, what are they going to do? John's the leader, right? He said he wants to get out, out and about. He doesn't want to be in the office. He wants to be out, out and about. That's great, but it's about policy, guys. It's and about, also, it's, it's about a, talking to the communities that he wants to represent. Yeah, and that would include um, coming on Joy FM. It does. It does. So, John, if you're listening, you're probably not. But if you're any of your advisors are listening, you know our number. The invitation is always there, but it's going to be a very interesting four years. Uh, coming up on the show, uh, Simon Ruth from Thorn Harbour Health and Dr. Marina Larson uh, are going to join us and talk about uh, the you know the Thorn Harbour Health Awards and the uh, Melbourne. AIDS Memorial Quilt, amongst other things. Uh, Marina Larson is a historian and the principal assessor at Heritage Warrior. After 11 o'clock, I'm going to have an op-ed, not that you've already heard some of it, um, <laughs> but we'll have a talk about that. And we're also going to talk a little bit later in the second half of the show with uh, Fiona, our producer, who is going to be retiring, uh, which is very sad. But we want to talk about 
what the role of the producer is and you know what are the what are the pluses and the minuses about that i think a lot of people don't understand what goes into bringing a show like together we're going to talk midsummer 2023 with karen bryant uh nick reese deputy lord mayor of melbourne is going to talk to us uh he loves american politics about nancy pelosi about same-sex unions and some statues uh that the city of melbourne are going to be is the right term erected yes yeah so we're going to talk about that. Um, Macca and Misha, we're going, to, we're going to shoot the breeze. You know, I'm going to never know. I might provide some comment that might get reported. <laughs> <laughs> Would it get reported in the conversation or no? I don't think we do transcripts of uh, what happens on Joy FM. It depends on how incendiary it's Joy 94.9, Misha. Joy 94.9. <laughs> okay, stay with us. Uh, Macca and Misha will be back real soon. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.